0: This is Father Jacob Bertrand Jansik.
1: And this is Father Bonaventure Chapman.
0: Welcome to God's Planning. Thanks to all those who support us. If you enjoy the show, please consider making a monthly donation on Patreon. Be sure to like and subscribe to God's Planning wherever you listen to your podcasts. Father Bonaventure.
1: Father Jacob Bertrand. Here we are. Here we are. Yeah. Han- Hanover, still filming in the new setup with the, right. the studio here. I'm sure our listeners are are tired of hearing about it but it's still exciting it's still exciting for us because it reminds us of of the old days when we used to do this in Be our own, in our together in a rooms in your vocations office i think for some of these things surrounded on one microphone yeah so we've come a long way years on and the way
0: years and years back when we were young <laughs> back
1: when we were young yeah. yeah yeah
0: but we're doing today we're doing an episode that um I guess usually you and I wouldn't hmm. do not because there's like yeah. a ban on us talking about these sort of things, yeah. but you and fellow Gregory right. seem to do a lot of the literature and like film stuff. Yes, um, but we're gonna we're gonna take a. We should a, do a, a what at it. Take a take a crack. Take a crack. I, we should yeah. do
1: an album together one too. And i like, it, so sorry. Like may, a leave a, a leave album. a comment. Maybe we should do a musical album one too because we've done art and and literature and movies, but we haven't done like going through an album and talking through because albums are constru- no one listens to albums anymore. I think because yeah. of you know YouTube and, but and no one reads books anymore either. That's true. It's all it. the codex again. Yeah. I mean, sorry, the yeah the scroll again. But yeah. anyway, yes, we're gonna do we're gonna do a one film a deep dive into a film that particularly yep. caught your eye yes and yeah I, we're going to talk about Arrival um, the movie Arrival mm. I believe it came out in
0: 2016 that's right does that sound right yeah, yeah. that's right do you remember the director's name yeah
1: Denis Villeneuve okay um, you can look we've done a I'm sure that's not how it's pronounced um, it's uh, it's something like New Village whatever um, yeah. Villeneuve he's a French Canadian uh, and if you want to there's an episode with Father Gregory and I talking about some of just him in general so uh, but Yes. So he was the he was the director of, of Arrival.
0: Yeah. So we're gonna talk. So yeah, check him out if you want. He did other movies. He's he excellent. did a, well. He did a Timothy Chalamet movie, right? Didn't a Dune
1: he? one, and he's gonna do Dune two. Okay. And he might have done one before that, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, that. Yeah,
0: and we talked about we did a
1: you did a Timothy Chalamet we did
0: a Chalamet episode with um, Beautiful Boy that yeah. was that movie that we talked weird. about. Weird. So yeah, weird. We're coming back to the same. Um, same. I was going to say author. Same director. But yeah. some of his films. So obviously they're catching our attention. But Arrival uh, came out in mm. 2016. I guess um, I don't know. Let's. The, the, the summary is less important to me in my mind. But like the themes. Yeah, kind so th- of.
1: and so. maybe the and maybe set the background for those who who haven't seen it. It's it's a first contact movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of. Th- so it's an ex- it's a movie about uh, humanity's first contact with an alien race. Right. And. And the beautiful part is you would think that ha- there are certain parts of that genre, There, the, that's the, the mystery to it. There's also the first contact of seeing them. There's also how you get to de- design the aliens, why they're there, the standard stuff. So it's it's like a there's a trope of these kind of movies, uh, but Arrival might be one of the best in this trope as far, for a number of reasons we'll talk about. In the way that, for instance, there's a clue murder mystery genre, right? And Knives Out might be the best current of that genre. Yeah. I think Arrival, in terms of a first contact movie, for a number of reasons we'll talk about, I think is the current leader of that genre.
0: Yeah, I think that's right. Um, I would say so. Because it it kind of starts with the way, we'll we'll give you a quick Mm -hmm. summary in a second, but it kind of starts in the way that other first contact kind of alien type things start where there's... There's a character who's you, it's clearly going to be the like the you know the main character, yeah. but it's also the, you have like these military things going on. So like she's a linguist. She her name is Louise Banks. She's a linguist. She's teaching at a school, and they're like you know the 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 announcement of these spaceships yeah. are are on the news and stuff. So it's, she's a university professor. So like. Classes are dismissed and as they're kind of everybody's leaving and scattering and kind of an ordered, kind of a chaotic way. They're like fighter jets flying over. Mm-hmm. You know, so you have this sort of um, what would lend you to think that it's going to be kind of a, a cliche kind of Independence Day kind yeah, of thing. Exactly. Right. Um, but it's no. Turns out it's, it's not. Everything's really
1: kind of different. Everything. But it's just but still weird and it still has the military possibilities, which I think to my mind is the. Instead of the military as being a response, so Independence Day, that kind of first contact movie, where the military is a response to something of real threat, in this case, the military involved in it is, is our projection onto. So there's a deep psychological element to even in this aspect of the military involved, because it's like what we humans do to outsiders, we just expect, of course, they're going to be trying to do something to us so the military is is all a projection on them as opposed to a response yeah. to them actually threatening this way so even the even the military which is you have to have fighter you know f-16s and military people when you have this stuff rightfully yeah. so if aliens show up i want the military there right but it's it's even in that a critique of how humans are more likely to go to combat with each other or to be suspicious of others uh of being of being damaged or hurt
0: yeah i think that's right in ways and not in ways that's that's usually we usually say in ways when we're going to correct like yeah you're right in some way but let me correct you but no i think that's correct so before we get into the themes and Mm. kind of dig that dig at that a little bit more um why don't i kind of set the scene of just kind of flesh it out a bit lay it out i'll lay it out so we have yeah so as we've already said first encounter aliens come to earth and they come to earth in these space ships that don't really look like ships by the way i guess pistachios or half 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 pistachios um as with i think imagine all of our literature and film movies there will be spoiler alerts there will be spoilers so here's a spoiler alert we're not going to save the ending because we're going to talk about these things so if you want to watch the movie and not know what happens be surprised don't listen to the podcast we'll Correct. listen to the podcast later um, so aliens al- arrive in these weird shaped kind of half like almond yeah you know, half almond slivers al- 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 yeah. yeah. they're almond slivers yeah, livers, yeah. Um, and they are it's not just one there are 12 right it's 12 12? ships, yep. 12 ships uh, throughout the world yep um, so there are 12 mm-hmm. ships throughout the world and um, as, as the movie goes you learn that each kind of area because there are multiple in like some country like Russia yes. has a couple and that, was like, that sort of thing but so each country where or the groups of people where these ships are are trying to figure out why they're there in their own kind of way and mm-hmm. we're focused on the the ship in in the US and there here you have Louise Banks who's a linguist who's invited sort of like coerced into coming not coerced but like mm-hmm. strongly encouraged to come and help yeah. like be part of this team um, who's trying to communicate with the aliens so she does that um, and uh, through, I guess, the progression of the movie, they they go into the ship. There, uh, every mm-hmm. I forgot what the interval is, but every eight hours, every sixteen hours, mm-hmm. fourteen hours, something like that. There, the ship kind of opens, and they're brought mm-hmm. up into the ship, and they have this interaction with these aliens that kind of look like octopus. Squid well, this things. is
1: this is the nice, yeah, the uh, the heptapods. Yep. Right? they've got seven. They've yep. got seven legs. So not octopus. Yeah, um, but the thing octopus. is, though, is it is. I was one of the things most impressive, it has one of the best first contact scenes of any movie because it is so hard to make first contact scenes of an alien not be ridiculous. Because it has, an alien, to be an alien, has to be something super different. It's the con, first contact scenes where it's just a small guy with a big head or something. That kind of The aliens just turn out to be like us. I mean, Star Trek just forgets this entirely and just says we're going to put ridges on Klingons and put weird ears on Vulcans and not try to do the alien, total alien. Yeah. But anytime you have other, you know, like signs, for instance, when you actually finally see one up close, not scary. Um, this is true for most alien movies, to get a first contact scene. Whereas this one, it what they do a good job of is making the first context scene not ridiculous but actually alien like as best as you would imagine because these things are not what you would have imagined to look like and the the sounds and the sights they're in this kind of floating uh chamber Um, yeah there's
0: a physical like glass what would
1: yeah some kind of thing and and it's not clear whether this is water or not it's everything's kind of everything's alien enough without being just a caricature of aliens it's it's as if this would be what a total alien situation would be yeah. like and that's it's a brilliant first contact scene
0: yeah even the way they like come into the to the ship right cuz they come in the ship is like this yeah. almond st- slice sliver half standing yeah. vertically yep. it's tall and they come in from the bottom of the ship they're on like one of those like
1: you know what construction you
0: things that they're yep. not, kind of like a portable elevator type i'm That's sure it. you would right um you would th- and when they step off of it
1: they get to a certain point and gravity has of, changed yeah. and then they're drawn up so that yes yeah exactly so right like,
0: they shift 90 degrees yes and then they start walking up but for them it's walking flat and yeah. so everything from the physical to from the physical kind of layout and orientation you're just disoriented by it which i think does the does that task of sort of making it everything different you're just you can't get your bearings right away you don't know what's going on um which is what that would feel like yeah 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 so they they go in and they go in at these intervals and louise is tasked with figure like communicating figuring out why they're there what they're doing and because she's a linguist you have the the sort of what the sort of juxtaposition of this sort of the, the urgency that the military and the government mm-hmm. feels of figuring out something before something gets blown up right. and then Louise who does things based on like like linguistics we have to establish like Verb takes now. time. We have, to figure out,
1: we have to figure out if they if they speak a language, how that language is structured. We have to teach if it's not close to ours, which seems unlikely. We have to teach them ours, just as we learn theirs. Yep. I mean, so if because, for instance, any linguist that goes out into uh, into the world, and this is something that the church had to deal with and they're translating has come up with, but we have all have vocal cords. We're speaking, not between speaking monkeys or like parrots or things. We spread the gospel to humans and. We know that we all have vocal cords and basically make the same. So there's at least a lot of base, even if the grammar structure is different. Most languages have a sort of verb verb noun structure. That you, you should, at least you can shoehorn them into that quick. Yeah. With this one, these things don't have voices or anything like that. So you've got... Again, totally alien. So it's going to take time to learn and exchange this sort of thing. But you have, of course, the exigencies of the military wanting to say. So right. it's, it's, again com- it it's again a it's again a conflict of, of our, our our concern and our anxiety, which gives away from the the patience and the dealing with the reality as it is, whatever might come.
0: Right. So the movie kind of goes there for a while, like figuring all these other languages out. Yeah. Um, and then at some point to kind of fast forward through the plot a bit, sure. uh, we get to a point where she makes headway with like the alien language, basically. And they're able Let's to figure out of, the
1: key Rosetta yeah, Stone exactly. kind of key to this thing.
0: Yeah. And then begins to communicate with the aliens mm-hmm. in ways. And as the military drama kind of escalates at like China and other nations are um, figuring things out, too. They they find out that the, the aliens start using a word um, that that humans use for weapon. Right? Or so, tool or. or well, thing. Yeah, exactly. What the Chinese think, though, is, is Exactly. Exactly. Um, now, Louise is convinced that they so basically what happens is they have this uh, like the Chinese and the, as the sort of protagonists think that the aliens have come to use or to use a weapon mm-hmm. um, or to use a weapon to give a weapon to humans so as to use it against one another, that there's war that there's, they've right. come to destroy where Louise is convinced that, in fact, there's a misunderstanding in language here yes weapon could be tool could be something else and in fact they need to clarify so there's this bit of drama she's able to clarify and in fact she she goes back in by herself to the spaceship um, and is brought into like the alien side of things and communicates sort of like mentally and this weird communication with one of these um one of these aliens and is given this sort of insight into what they what they've come to Mm -hmm. do and that insight is not like to give a, a bomb, but to give a sort of what the alien says at the time is that they've come to help the humans because in the future they'll need help from the human race. Right. And then you realize, okay, we're dealing with time and memory yes. and these things here. Yes. And there have been hints throughout, but we, we learn that um, Louise is sort of given glimpses of her past and of her future and these things as the movie runs. Um, and we come to find out that the, that the aliens are sort of giving this tool so as to like deal well with time like enter into a sort of a timeless understanding mm-hmm. i guess and communication of who we are what we are and the rest i don't know maybe you could say a bit more yeah the that.
1: interesting part is with time travel uh, except in the most rarefied of of physical quantum mechanical effects it seems impossible in any sort of real way especially information wise um, but they get around so usually you have to use a black hole or some kind of you know spooky device this movie, again, brilliant work on their part. They decided to forget the black hole standard way of doing time travel, but to use based off on the Safer-Whorf um, theory of language, which is, which is a 20th, you know, early, late 19th, 20th century um, account of language that language shapes how we think about the world. Um, So if I think in in certain words and certain ways and talk about particular grammar structures, that's how I see the world. So if my language doesn't have uh, adjectives, I don't see things moving more slowly or quickly because I can't conceptualize that. There's something to that, as as I think we mentioned before. Um, But it means that for this in the movie there, you grant that hypothesis. And it means that their language is a circular language, which means that they don't have—so it's not linear— It's a circle. And let's just grant that this makes sense. And says that, therefore, since their language is circular, they see reality circularly. So they don't have time in the way we do. They can go back and forth and this sort of thing. And as she learns to speak their language, she is going back and forth in time, in fact, seeing her future, which doesn't seem to be the future, but actually seems to be a memory to her, because we think in straightforward time, Mm -hmm. whereas this time is not straightforward. Right. So we've, I mean, that's been kind of a, a, a bare bones, I
0: mean, in these sort of things in reviewing sure. a movie, you get a bare bones plot kind of summary. I guess in hearing that, if you've not seen the movie and you're listening to this and, and, and or watching this and not caring about spoilers, um, great. Now uh, it's time might, to. Yeah. Well, it, it also. We haven't revealed like, anything yet. Right. It also might sound like a boring movie about linguistic grammar syntax and that yes. sort of thing. Um, I would say it's not. I think it's a beautiful movie no. and a compelling movie because where the sort of rubber hits the road with memory mm-hmm. and time and these sort of things is actually how the first scenes of the movies begin and then mm-hmm. what seem to be flashbacks through yes. the movie. But then you realize, as you've just explained, as she becomes fluent in this alien language and thinking in terms of it, they're actually projections of the future, uh, yeah. real projections. And the movie starts off before the aliens come with um, – with a sort of um, what? What do you call these in movies? Not a time lap. A time lapse, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, kind of like a time lapse of Louise's a life. compressed history of yeah. her life yeah. with her daughter. Yeah, who you see these sort of like. Scenes of the daughter being, you know, of of her as a newborn, an infant, and growing up. It's just a couple minutes, and or, it's kind of like you
1: know. Up. That's you know, if you watch the Disney movie, a uh, Pixar movie, Up. Yeah. it has that whole like dr- tra- tragic lab. sequence yeah. at mm-hmm. the start. Yeah,
0: right, and tragic indeed, because it seems like what she's like a teenager, something yes. around that. And you, the the final scenes of these are are her dying. Yeah, she died the, of the, cancer. Yeah, or some the daughter's, the daughter's death. So as you're going through, so this is presented to you in the beginning, and then you cut to.
1: As if, as if now she's alone teaching the university after having after having lost her daughter, um, and they've done it trick trickily such that you don't know who the who the father is, and Amy Adams looks basically the same. It's it's believable. Yeah. Amy Adams is the, the is the, the main Louise character. Banks. Yeah, that she's it's believable that she's now older, but than than it was when you saw earlier. But yes. Yeah. So.
0: As the, as the movie goes, and especially in the scene where she begins to um, realize get the, language, down, the yeah. language thing, we we learn that this is in fact not a memory that we started out with, but what is coming. It is the
1: yeah, it's the future.
0: It's the future. Yeah, um, and that her daughter comes to. She has her daughter after the encounter with the aliens.
1: Because one of the, I what is his name? Is James Renner or something? Hawkeye from Marvel is the scientist. Because you got you have to have a physicist yeah. in this. Um, And she she falls they fall in love when they're solving these problems and saving the world from this sort of thing and but and you realize as you're going through at some point everyone should have this realization it's like sixth sense that wait a minute he's the father they don't know each other yet before they met here so this must be Yep. this is the future.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So the way the movie runs, if you could sort of put the movie into chapters, Mm -hmm. you start off with this, what you believe at the beginning is Mm -hmm. a look into the past Past. of Louise's past, her daughter's death. Mm -hmm. And then you come into the present and -hmm. Louise is teaching the aliens come. And then you have these sort of encounters with the aliens. And then at the end, you have a sort of recapitulation of what happened. But Mm -hmm. it's not past, present, future. It's future, present, future. That's right. But you don't know that in there, You've, because again, as Father Bonaventure was explaining, we think linear, linearly. So we think past, present, future. Right. But what the movie presents is future, present, future.
1: Yes. There's no there's no past, which is fascinating. Right. And yeah. now
0: here comes like the big problem mm-hmm. that, or like you know, yeah, the big sort of issue of the movie um, is that remember we start with the future, right? So Louise has not had her child until she knows. That her, she will have a child who will die of cancer. Mm-hmm. So she decides. Still, so she, through through becoming fluent in this alien language, thinking in their terms of time, she knows that if she were that that she will have a child, this daughter who is going to die a teenager of cancer, mm-hmm. and she still decides to marry this this guy that she falls in love mm-hmm. with, who is part of this whole thing, yeah. and to have a child. Yeah. Now. There, therein lies a problem or a potential problem, Mm -hmm. like a problem in the movie. Is this right? Is this wrong? She knows that the child she will have will die. She knows that with absolute certainty. Mm -hmm. Um, The problem is further, further compounded because after the child's birth, not before she tells her husband and the father what she, she fills him in on everything. Mm -hmm. Um, So they've had the child. And there's a scene in the movie at the end when it recapitulates everything that you realize this is he's he's left her because of this. Mm-hmm.
1: Because yeah, the absent father. The father was absent in the, in the earlier. He's absent because he's she's told him that she hasn't she hasn't she's kept from him what was what she actually knew about their child and this sort of thing. Yeah, yeah.
0: And there, and for me lies the big question mm. because he says so. There's a scene where the daughter and Louise are talking. Mm -hmm. And the the father has just left and the daughter asks, does he love me anymore? Something like that. And Louise says, no, we both love you. And well, why did dad leave? And she says, well, I did something and your father thought I shouldn't have um, that. Mm -hmm. I chose wrongly that I I made the wrong choice about something. So she doesn't tell the daughter, but that I made the wrong choice. And it leaves you wondering what is the wrong choice? Mm -hmm. Is it that she knew that they would have a child? Who would inevitably die from cancer young, and still decided to have a child? Mm-hmm. Is it that she didn't tell him this beforehand, and pre- yeah, let and him,
1: let him be a part of, of this of as this well? Decision, yeah.
0: Is it both? Mm-hmm. You know what? What did she choose? Yeah.
1: Is it mixed? Like? Yeah. It's very, in, It's a very human, in a totally inhuman alien situation. Is the mixed mode? You know, trying to figure out, discern the intentions of another in deep, difficult situations uh, involving things that are impossible to predict. We're really good at telling the intentions of what someone's doing when they're punching a f- you know, you in the face or something, like they're trying to hurt you. Yep. Now, deeper intentions like trying to protect you from an incoming car or something or getting a, a tarantula off your face in a particular violent way. that Okay, but we kind of have a general idea. But when you're dealing this kind of thing, intentions here, um, and I like how they keep it a bit ambiguous yep. and ask you to think what you would assume right was his his position and then to say well is that you know just like the projection the military thing i'd say it's a very self french referential movie that it allows you to enter into self-criticism and and ask yourself are are you sure that you've done these things that you figured this right and yeah. know what the aliens are intending but even more so, what are the humans intending? Because that's how we can get so mixed up. I think is not is is projecting ahead and not paying attention to the details on it. So like it, that's it's a beautiful ambiguity to me about the human condition from the alien condition. Yeah, and I think too a scene that jumped out
0: to me is when we're we're chapter three, right? We're at the mm-hmm. the chapter one was the future that seemed like the past. Yes. Chapter two is the present, and chapter three is kind of the recapitulation yes. of showing you what all happened In chapter three there the husband louise and her husband are 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 sort of they're at home Mm -hmm. together and they're kind of dancing and he looks at her and he he asks do you want to make a baby yeah and you realize then what's happening yes for me like he has no clue yes she knows everything because she looks at him she thinks and she smiles and she says yes and then they hug, and as the you know the camera angle is is has both of their faces in the mm-hmm. frame when they're having this yes. very quick exchange, and then when they hug, it's you know it's they're hugging, and the camera comes around such that it's just Louise's face, mm-hmm. and you see like her face, you see her eyes in that closing, and she like you can see that she knows what she just said yeah. yes to, well, and it beg for me it's like yeah here's like what is what is her husband's. Um, what is her husband's criticism like what's his issue but also like why does she choose yeah what she
1: chooses and i like the to uh, it is so hard to depict divine causality and providence with freedom it's conceptually a disaster to do this dominicans jesuits have fought for centuries over and the church has says we're not going to settle this particular issue at this fine grained analysis and But this movie just gives you a f- sliver, of, in a sense, because for me, that's the moment where she, she is both free, entirely free to make this choice, for w- whether good or ill, but also that she knows exactly what the choice will entail and all of this stuff, and not just as a prediction, but, but like feels fated to it, it's already happened in a way, and so, but yet it's still good. Yet it's still, because she, she has decided in, in her calculation, and I think as Catholics, we would say um, uh, the, the life of a child, as no matter how short and what have you, is still good. We could bring in internal salvation questions here too, but the goodness of, of life, and I think mothers who, who have gone through difficult, I mean, very difficult pregnancies and difficult lives, would still say, I, I, I loved my daughter or my son, mm. no matter how long I had him, and I still love, but, and I wouldn't have, even the suffering, I, would, I wouldn't have changed that. Right. And I feel like with her, it's, in a sense, she's given a view of, of seeing that beforehand, but the sense that of, of, it's still a good. It's still a great good, despite the tragedy, it's still worth it. And that's, there's a sense of provident God. God, if we believe, he orders all things sweetly and well, and yet we are free in these things, that we can... <laughs> dance with him on that and you just get a sliver of the strangeness of that relationship there in the movie and it's just impossible to depict divine and human causality in human terms but it just gives you just a feel for the weirdness but also the the settled rightness about it which i like
0: yeah and there's this sort of a sense of as you're saying kind of a divine view of creation too Mm -hmm. in that um our lord knows he knows what's going to mm-hmm. he knows that we're going to suffer in this mm-hmm. fallen state mm-hmm. before he creates you know and yet he still chooses to to create it and I think that's there are a whole host of reasons why we could say that one he's not the cause of the suffering sure. He's, you know um, he, he those sort of things Uh mm-hmm.
1: There's still, and even the story, the secondary primary cause is, is did she cause her daughter to die? No. Was she con- condition a condition or circumstance of it? Yes. But the proximate cause, You, in a sense, you could do the two-level analysis on this and, and it only is able to do this because you have this cool time travel through language possibility. So as with any science fiction thing, the reason why we care about it is not because like, you like to nerd out, but it beca- because it allows you to ask deep questions about reality and philosophical conceptions in a way that you wouldn't otherwise get. It's like the laboratory of the mind. And this movie does that to par excellence.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and it, it, I mean, themes that we could talk about mm. are... I mean, they're they're memory, and even the music.
1: Yeah, the Max Richter is hauntingly beautiful. It's again the the Charles Kiro. It's deeply tragic and sad. The music, but it's also desirable and beautiful, inspiring. inspiring. It's yeah, it's it's gorgeous.
0: Yeah, Yeah. for for me, the the sort of question of um, of what of like language and and memory are interesting, but Mm -hmm. I think. I think less so I think as compared to like the question of time Mm -hmm. um, and even causality as you were just Mm -hmm. kind of explaining because those to me I mean language and memory they're kind of mysteries but they're kind of human mysteries you know Mm -hmm. in ways but like time and um mm-hmm. sort of providence and those yeah. sort of things at causality it's like well, that's
1: those big t- that's the big ticket items yeah that's what you read for after the first nine books of augustine's confessions yeah then we're going to do the real business on memory and time before creation it's it's interesting it'd be an interesting movie to show at the alongside teaching augustine's confessions because that's he goes exactly to memory language and time yeah Uh. yeah yeah and she has these lines
0: um in there in the movie one of them is 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 sort of like what i'm not sure if i believe in beginnings or endings um but in days that define our lives and it's Mm -hmm. like that and that's right in the beginning she's sort of like she's kind of narrating that like chapter one past or present um Mm -hmm. kind of part and um you're just drawn into like, what does, yeah, because we think so linearly, but like, how do we exist in the cosmos, like in the mind mm-hmm. of God? Like, how does yeah. that work? And it doesn't answer the questions.
1: No, but it directs you to, it opens up again, the slivers. It's like you get a peek, a quick look at something. You say, yeah, yeah, I remember, there's something right about that, you know? And it, 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 it opens, it just, it, by, by magic trick, this is how science fiction works, because it's not real. But it's, it's an optical, it's a conceptual illusion of the mind that allows you just to get a little view uh, conceptually of what these inconceptual things or unconceptual things are. So it's, again, yeah, magic trick and illusion, but important because they're real. They're not The illusion is aiming, trying to help us to see something that is real and matters in our lives in terms of God's providence and time and memory and meaning and significance and our future and our fate. Uh, But it does it through, well, I mean, it's two hours long. So if you haven't thought about watching this movie yet, I hope you've decided that it's worth watching.
0: There's this line too at the beginning that she says, "I used to think that the beginning, that this was the beginning of your story, when you're mm-hmm. looking at what you think is the past. I used to think that this is the beginning of your story. Uh, memory is a strange thing; we're so bound by its time, by its order." And she's just kind of commenting on like her reflections on time, but it also like it kind of inspires the question of of like, is birth the beginning? Like, wh- mm-hmm. where do you be, like in the mind of God? And the, right. like, where it's just everything is sort of. I think in some ways and this might be my final thought and then we'll get your final thoughts in some ways it takes where we very easily idolize ourselves like it's Mm -hmm. very easy to put yourself in the middle in the center of the cosmos Mm -hmm. and think that everything revolves around like my coming into being and my etc etc even sometimes with good intentions but this movie kind of blows that out of the water because it doesn't give you a sort of this is when i enter the cosmos this is when i begin it's you know it's kind of like well according to our linear thought you do, but not in the mind of God and not in the mind of these aliens. You know, it's just like a whole different thing. So yes. I like that kind of like, mm-hmm. it's
1: kind of... Atemporal yeah. aspect because time, of course, is created. It's a creature, as Augustine says. and uh, I, I, like, I like this aspect as well in that it allows you to see that yeah, we're not the progenitors of our story or the, or the promulgators of it in a particular time sequence and that that defines... So that our birth, for instance, defines time in this way, but either it's a deeper story, a deeper fitting, and yet at the same time, not the other side of fatalism, in the sense that there's no way determinism, like there's, this is just what's gonna happen, blah, blah, blah. No, it's, it's again the combination of freedom, these were free choices made, and yet in uh, an encompassing schema that is also already known and set forth. And it's that freedom-determinism relationship that you get here, which is to do with time and causality, Uh, which is is fundamental in our relationship with God and with others when we step back occasionally and think about it. But it does it in a way that doesn't bang back and forth between whether we're totally free or totally determined, but keeps them in that mysterious, almost incomprehensible connection through an optical illusion.
0: Yeah. Well, if you haven't seen the movie see the movie yeah. it's great it's based on a book or a short story too, I mean, short which story. i haven't read i haven't it would um, be worth reading i
1: don't um, know it might not be as maybe it's I like blade runner and, and and do androids dream, dream of electric sheep uh blade runners the movie is much much better than the book i know philip k dick he's great fine 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 but
0: fair enough yeah maybe i'll stay away from it i'll just watch the movie again in another six months or something because it's great so that's great there you have it all right everyone thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Godsplaining. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Like the episode, subscribe on YouTube. Do all of those things. Leave a five-star review that's super helpful for us. If you'd like to donate to the podcast through Patreon, follow follow the link in the description or the show notes. There you will also find links to shop our merchandise for upcoming dates and information on God's planning pilgrimages and retreats. Check that out. Um, Thanks again to everybody who supports us financially and through your prayers. Know of our prayers for you. And until next time, God bless.